Hey everyone, this is Daisy's.live. I'm Scott. I'm Miral. And I'm Shreya. Shreya. And we're here to talk about Bollywood TV and movies. Uh, uh, Miral, why don't you tell us what we're going to be discussing today? Well, we got two movies and a series, actually, just a four uh, episode series. Uh, we got Jebby, which is streaming on Prime and had amazing reviews. Um, so we're going to review that for you guys. We're going to also review Special Ops 1.5, which is a teeny mini series, uh, a filler just before Special Ops 2 is released. And uh, we have Squad, which is streaming on Z5. It's a movie. All right. So what are we going to start with? And start with Jebim. All right. Who, who watched that? Was that you, Sharia? Mm-hmm. All right. So before I, I have no idea what this is. So give me the give me the overview. What what is this in a few sentences before you okay. love it or tear it apart? Overall, if I had to sum it up in like a few words, it's about this man and his wife. Sorry, man. Yes, man and his wife who come from like this really really small tribal town, or I think it's. I'm not even gonna pretend that I know how to pronounce it, but it starts with an <laughs> I. And she is. They both work, um, but she's kind of like, just like a house sweeper kind of thing. And the husband catches venomous snakes and rats in really rich upper caste, like communities and homes and businesses. So he goes out every day. And if someone's like, oh, I see a snake, he's like the one to go out there and catch it. So one day he goes up to like this man's house. And that's where all this problem starts because he's catching a venomous snake. And then later that rich man's wife is like, I've lost some jewelry. And then the man is like, hmm, who else was in this house other than this Ooh, guy who came to catch yeah. the snake? So they start kind of like doubting him, but because he's of low caste, they basically don't take much. They're not like oh, incidental proven guilty. They're just like, yep, that's him. It's definitely him. Where else could it have gone? And he has left town earlier that morning because he's off on like another, another job. They take his wife and she's pregnant and they're literally like beating her, putting her in jail. They're like, where is he trying to find? They're like, do you know if he stole it? And then they start taking more of his family members. They finally find the man and they take the man into custody and that's where all this problem starts because she like this wife is trying to like find her husband who like in police custody eventually goes missing and they kind of like I guess like go through the court system to find the husband eventually like he is you know they're like oh he think they think he died and then he does end up dying and then they find basically like they they seek all this justice because they're like he didn't he didn't even do it like you guys took him into police custody, I'm pregnant, and then they look what happened. So they basically, it's like a war between the cast in this. Right. Small it speaks off the cast system. Right. Sure, sure. Yeah, that, you know, we've spoken about quite a lot on this show, but before, before this movie came, so. Right. So I don't uh, doubt that it was reflective of like a lot of situations that have happened in India. What did you think? How, how was, was it? Fantastic. It was yeah. fantastic. Seriously, I'm not even joking. So the main actor, I I don't actually know his name, but I have seen his movies time and time again. And this man is his name is Surya. Yes, that that is um it's Surya. And I have seen him in multiple films actually. I think he's he tri dabbles in like Telugu, Tamil, and Malayalam. Kannad? Oh, Malayana, thank you. Yeah. I yeah, have but, no idea. But Surya, Surya, by the way, you know, the IMDb ratings for this specific movie have are more than the IMDb ratings for uh, Shawshank Redemption. 
Yeah. They... No, oh, come on. Now, come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Mm. You have to watch it seriously. Like the plot. Like... six on IMDb right now with 73K votes. Whereas Shawshank Redemption was rating at 9.3 with 2.5 million votes. I, I am not saying, I am not saying that it is impossible for a Bollywood movie to be better than Shawshank Redemption. I am saying that that high of a number, that that fast, sounds a bit suspicious. Because you uh, can game the system. That's true. I mean, I think there's like a discrepancy in the number of votes, right? Because it's like 2.5 million versus like the thousand. So like 73,000, sure. 73, yes. Yeah. So I like definitely understand that. But if, if you watch the movie, it is phenomenal. The is it better than Shawshank incredible. Redemption? I don't know. I've never seen Shawshank Redemption. What? Whoa. All right. Stop. I know. Stop. It's just, stop. Never stop. Pulp stop. Fiction. Stop. She actually said that? <laughs> she admitted it. No. Everybody out here is going to cancel me, but I, I hear, <laughs> hear top three things that can completely cancel Sharia right now. I've never seen Shawshank Redemption. I've never seen The Breakfast Club. I've never seen Pulp Fiction. I've never seen Fight Club. So that's four. But like, you can cancel me right there just for those. Oh, my God. I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm fully aware. I, okay, you, you're totally I'm, cancelable material. I am not. I am not. I am 100 serious. Of those four movies you have not seen, pick one and see it this weekend. Okay, really, seriously, I just, seriously. I will just for you. Please. Oh my god. But Pulp Fiction doesn't sound fun. Pulp Fiction. Okay. All right. It is. First of all, it is extremely fun. It's a little weird. It may not be nearly as weird as. Uh, you know, as it felt back in the '90s when it came out, but I saw it about three years, three four years ago, and it held up. It really did hold up. I was not being nostalgic. I am the sort of person who can say, "You know what? I loved this back then, and it kind of sucks now." So I did not feel that way. So okay. give it a shot. If halfway through, at least watch it until you see the gimp. Do you know who okay, the gimp the is? Gimp? No. Yeah. Okay. Oh, perfect. Beautiful. If you don't know who the gimp you is, gotta, you gotta go watch it. But yeah. coming back to Jai Beam. Sorry. Um, sorry. Oh, by the way, by the way, just realized. Yes, it was inspired by real life events in oh. the nineteen nineties. This did happen in real life. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So what? What was so? I mean, what was so great about it? On you know, like the story was enthralling. The acting, the the technical aspects, all of it. What? Dig in a little bit. What what did you love so much about it? Okay. So I think the complete way that they... Uh, let me restate that. The way they completed every character arc is fantastic. So usually what you see in a lot of these situations is that I did while I didn't think the story itself was like completely brand new, I was like, wow, I have literally never seen anything like this before in my life. It wasn't like that. It was still definitely very much the commentary on the caste system, but in addition to the commentary on the justice system. But I think there was like this way that they made every character where they were like, there's good and bad in every character. But like the reason that people are making that judgment is not because they know the person. It's they're making it specifically because like what job the, these people are from or like what caste system these people are from or like, you know, uh, their like family life, their skin tone. Like that's, that is how they're making these judgments on characters and they're saying like it's perfectly fine if you were to say like this person a bad person because they have done this or because they do this or because they have a history of being this way they say no they're like you can completely find fault with these people because of these outward appearances and these outward concepts and they 
do that by not making each person seem unrealistic. They, they, you never fully say like, oh, this person is completely bad. This person is completely good. I can, I could always see what like the high caste system people would, you know, blame the low caste system people because the guy made it seem really sketchy. Like he left town the next morning and you, all of a sudden you're like, is he? Like, did he do it? Like, did he do it? Like you, you get the question. You're like, that situation seems kind of sketchy. And then you later learn, you're like, no, he actually did it. So they never give the whole story away by making the character seem like completely bad or completely good. So it, it's it's a lot of good twists when you can't fully say like until a certain point in the movie when you pick sides. Hmm. Interesting. So, so basically they lead lead the audience down a path where the audience isn't sure themselves whether he mm -hmm. did it or did, he didn't do it. Right. Um, yeah, we're hoping till it reaches a point where you're convinced that he didn't do it. And then the fight for justice becomes the audience's fight for justice. Mm -hmm. You know, what you said sort of uh, reminded me of that true crime, that that documentary style show that we saw a couple months ago about the police officers. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the there were people that came in, there were witnesses and suspects that came in. And I remember that one police officer saying, look at you, of course you... Of course you would hang out with someone like that. Like he was a mad, he's like, look at you, you're, you're dressed like a, you, you look like the sort of person that would do such a thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking at the time that, okay, that, that may actually be true, but you have to have done something. You have to have right. been, there has to be evidence other than just the style of jeans you wear, right? Or how unkempt your hair is, you exactly. know, I just, or what you do for a living. It does follow a bit of actions too, you know, like I said, when, when the guy leaves town the next morning, that's when you start being suspicious and you're like, why did he suddenly leave? You know, like, did he actually have a job to do? Did he actually go? Why were his actions so in line with someone who would do something like this? And it turns out like all of it just happens to be very coincidental because this man is like, I have to work every single day to sustain my family. Sure, like any sure. minute I'm not working, my family's like, He's like, I can't afford to say no to any job. So if the next one just happened to be like far away out of town and he had to leave the next morning, that's what he has to do. And people right. find it as hard to take that concept into consideration right. because they're like, that's right. such a convenient story. Yeah, it's that's... so impossible to understand it from his POV. Right, right, right. Um, so uh, from a technical perspective, you know, and we talked about this last week. I, I really strongly disliked the show that I reviewed, but visually it was beautiful and it was mm -hmm. technically perfect. Perfect might be strong, but it was, I mean, it was a fantastic, you know, how, how, how was it? Yeah. I don't From have a technical any perspective. I don't have any, uh, commentary on like the plot holes loopholes i didn't catch any while i was watching them i wasn't like oh wow that's something you definitely missed i was i didn't think anything about the story was wrong i actually think it was incredibly well written i think if visually. i understood the link oh sorry visually that's beautiful okay. yeah. visually beautiful too i mean i think the director was fantastic i also appreciate the fact that it was such high quality because sometimes when they show movies where they're like oh we're talking about like rural india do you know, do you guys, okay, do you guys know that meme that everybody makes on the internet where they're like, Americans making films in foreign countries, and then they're like, oh, this is Mexico, and it's just like a vignette filter, and then they're like, yeah. this is Great Britain, and it's like the brightness filter, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They didn't mm -hmm. do that, they didn't do that, because they usually have a tendency to be like, oh yeah, we're in rural India, here's a village, and then the entire screen is like yellow, and you're like, did yeah, you're in a village, but like what happened to the atmosphere, did all of you suddenly revert back to 1978, like what, what was this? <laughs> <laughs> did not see that. So, Shreya, were, were there any specific scenes uh, that, that really stayed with you after the movie? 
oh my god yes so there's this part where they know that dude's wife is pregnant and they take her into a jail cell and they beat her and i'm like why would you like what is there like she's not giving up where her husband is and they literally beat a pregnant woman i'm like what is wrong with you people Patria, we've been in those cast discussions. Remember when we hosted a cast discussion on okay. Instagram and people came and started, you know, the problem with the caste structure, it, it, caste structure is a power structure in India. It's right. like, it's how the society works. And the lowest rung of the society is not even treated like people. And the crazy part is you're like, you would think some people at least have like a level of humanity in them. You're like, okay, they're throwing her in the jail cell because they believe like that's the only way to bring you know a husband back or whatever why beat her why beat a pregnant like you should have there's like a line between like justice and like morals like personal morals and you see that these personal morals are often overshadowed by power power dynamics it's insane hmm. yeah so so the, were there any uh, inherently violent scenes in the movie Oh, there's tons. There's tons. Like when they run away and they're trying to catch them, uh, especially in the courtroom, there's like a ton of yelling, a lot of zoom in, zoom cuts, where you see, where you can definitely like see the emotion in the scene. That's where the movie starts to intensify the most. And I think that I actually really like the quality of the movie too. Like if I was watching it in theaters and then I was watching it again on my laptop, I, I wouldn't see any kind of discrepancy in the way that the movie was made. I think the transitions between the scenes were beautiful. I think the logic of the story was great, like easy to follow. It was, um, I wasn't even watching it in the language it was made in. And I didn't even think the subtitles were that off from what was being shown on the screen. Cause sometimes they're like really weird. Mm -hmm. Like the translation is really weird. I didn't see any of that. So I think, Honestly, that 9.8 that it does have on IMDb is a very, very fair rating for this movie. I would, really? I would give it a 9. Wow. I would give it a 9. Yeah, I really would give it a 9. Huh. Oh, wow. So, so, so many people giving it higher ratings has translated into higher ratings. Uh, only 73K people have given it, but everybody's given it a higher rating. So uh, for those of our audiences who want to watch the show and do not speak Tamil or do not speak any of the Indian languages, this movie was released on 2nd November. It is streaming on Amazon Prime and it's called Jai Bheem and it follows the trials of a pregnant woman from an oppressed community with because India is based uh, India, India's, India's uh, style of society is caste-based, and she seeks justice for her husband, who was who's arrested and totally uh, tortured and and murdered after being murdered. implicated in a false case. And this film is set in the southern Indian state of Tamil Nadu, and is based and, and the movie is in Tamil originally, but uh, the subtitles are available and based on a true incident that occurred in the 1990s. And Jai Bheem, for those who do not understand what Jai means, Jai translates to long live Bheem. And that, it's named that, uh, that Jai Bheem because, this is uh, actually a trivia, because uh, followers of Dr. B.R. Ambedkar, who was a low caste person himself, but the chief architect of India's constitution, he was, a, he was a scholar and the chief architect of India's constitution. He was called Bhim because of his first name and long live Bhim is how the movie translates into. And he was a very big staunch defender of the rights of Dalits who were formerly called untouchables and has 
led public movements to secure economic, political, and social rights for these people from this marginalized community. And this movie is, as Shreya says, um, perfectly watchable and Shreya highly recommends it. Hi, I'm Geeta Malik. I'm the writer and director of a movie called India Sweets and Spices, which is releasing in theaters on November 19th. You're watching me on Desis.live. Daisy's.live. This is Scott, and I'm back here with Shreya and Maral. And we just got done giving effusive, glowing praise to Jai Beam. And now we turn our attention to what, Maral? Are we, are we moving to Special Ops 1.5? In Mat 1.5, your favorite. Him. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So Special Ops 1.5, the, the Himat story, is uh, it's how did you describe it earlier? You said it was filler. It's a little teaser before season two. So um, I think I think after season one, the character of Himmat became so popular. Himmat Singh, which is KK Menon, played by KK Menon, impeccable actor uh, at that, that I think there was a need to fabulize, give him a backstory as to yeah. why he is the way he is. And this is the fable of Himmat Singh. Yeah, it's in his origin. Episodes. It's his origin story. If we're going to use comic book Absolutely. terms, and uh, I, I had no idea what this was. Right, I, I didn't. I, so it's like special ops. Okay, I enjoyed the first season. Cool. All right, this is my right in my wheelhouse. No idea what it was, and uh, it starts off just such a. I, I have to say, I, I, one of my favorite things about Bollywood is they, even Same. when it, even when it fails, they just know how to frame a story. They know how to how to set up a story, even if it turns out to be just okay. You, you know exactly what's going on, um, why we're there watching the the, the story in the first place, uh, what it's being presented as. It's all very clear, and it's usually I, d I dislike the word clever, but it's usually very um, it's it's uh, clever is re really the best word, even though it's a corny word. It's it's a it's a it's an interesting setup usually. And in this case, they're trying to figure out if Himat deserves his pension, right? They're trying to figure out if, you know, what, what did he cut too many corners? What was the deal? And so they brought in, they brought in his um, his uh, uh, inspector Abba Sheikh, and uh, he told the story. He explained a lot of the things in Himat Singh's background to help them understand who he was, what he did, what his motivations were, what kind of sacrifices he made. Did he serve the country? Does he deserve, um, does he deserve a, a, a fat pension? Really? I mean, that's so, um, and, and he, he begins to tell the story. The, 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 the sub inspector begins to tell the story and the two guys that we know from the, from season one who are sitting there, they, after a while, they just become, it could have been in a cafe or a restaurant or someone's living room. It really didn't need to be in a government office because they were the audience. They they were us. They sat in as us. And sometimes they would cut to the one guy, especially, I forget his name, uh, Mr. Banerjee. And he would just he would just be like, Oh my God, tell me more. Oh, so that explains this. You know, he they were a really good example of of of, of the um they were the audience and they were, they were, one guy was a little cool. It was like, oh yeah, I knew, I knew that was coming. I get it. And the other guy was a little excited. So it was, um, I found that fascinating above and beyond the actual story that was told, how they would occasionally cut back to the present time 
see the sub-inspector telling the story. And every once in a while he'd say, oh no, no, but in order to understand and answer that question, we've got to take a step back and I've got to explain this. So we had a, you had a, 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 a very confident narrator who knew exactly what he wanted to say, exactly where he wanted to go. And of course, he was being led the whole time by him and Singh. You know, you know the best part. The best part of that story is it was so like how we tell stories. Yeah, you exactly. Know, I'd, I'd start with a story. You start with a story, and then we get deflected into one aspect of the right. story, and then we got to ring ourselves yeah. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly it was fan like it was that. fantastic. So, I, I, so I can assume from your reaction that you enjoyed that setup as much as I did. Love. Yeah. It's always you know that the panning of the camera top down into that empty hall where they hold these interviews, that that gives it the formal um, formal look of oh this is still a government oh, office right. and, yeah. and him yeah, yeah. still has to work in in a government setup. But but genuinely, he's so inventive in the whole USP of Himat is that he doesn't fight with anybody. He's so inventive in the way he circumvents things. He's already he's already three steps ahead before they throw up the roadblock. Like it's, he knows everything that's coming. So um, what did you think of? OK, so so we really like the structure and the frame of the story. That was I thought it was fantastic, too. Um, what did you think of the actual story that the sub-inspector told, the, the backstory of Himmet? So um, this is what I would say. The, um, um, you know, we were, we've been eagerly waiting for season two. And while we're waiting for season two, 1.5 is, isn't a real thrill. Right, it, it, mm -hmm. it's not as thrilling as a season a season one was. One point five is a filler. I'm I'm actually looking at it. There's nothing novel, innovative, out of the ordinary in the screenplay or storytelling of Special Ops one point five at all. And sometimes I felt that it was too predictable because hey, we know how sex sex espionage works. We know how the world of espionage um, works from the government perspective. Um, the the how, how ministers and governments and diplomats all work together, but it was too. Uh, you know, then I had to literally do uh, take take a step back and realize that he's right. You know, he's they're talking of times when Himmat was younger, so uh, things like. All right, why didn't why didn't he mail this person that? Why did why are they still working with CDs? Why are they still <laughs> working with cameras? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I had to hold myself back and say, "Oh my God, we're talking of another time." It was two thousand and three. Yeah, we're not yeah. talking of the time when when cameras had been uh, you know when cameras have been replaced by phones, smartphones. So um, I think I think there was a lot of writing back and forth and i think the story uh was pretty hastily done it's like it's like at times i felt all right we're going to the city again or or we were we're traveling to another city i love the city city things mm -hmm. in, mm -hmm. in you know thrillers mm -hmm. and 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 movies uh, you know it's very james bondish to, to be traveling from one city to another, one scene in one city, another scene Dubai, in another city. Dubai, Kiev. Exotic places woven in, places I hadn't even heard of, by the way. You know, like, you know, the one the one in Azerbaijan. And, you know, so so it, it goes all over the place. It goes from, it's pretty chaotic, actually. It starts Dhaka, Colombo, Russia, um, uh, you know, Moscow. Serbia, they were in Serbia. London, Thailand. Oh, that's right, that's right. Kiev. 
Dubai, I mean, all over the place. And, and, and it, it's, it's woven to be fast. It's woven to be, you know, glossy, like life of a, life of a uh, raw agent, for God's sake, has to be exciting. So, uh, and then it ends on that thing where, you know, it strikes him that one of his agents might be in trouble, right? So, um, so, so, so literally I thought, I thought this, this was hastily done. This was kind of cramming too much into four episodes, but it worked mm. because it worked because of the actors. I agree. The acting was, the acting was, it was okay. I agree with you. Let's take a step back. I, I think the frame was the unconventional, interesting, kind of cool and innovative part. The that's the form. The content was very conventional. It was a conventional spy story. We we all knew what was going to happen. You know, there's always the bad guy wins at first, and then the good guy. You know, it was it was fairly predictable. It was still fun. It was fun to look at. It was fun to watch. That uh, the honey the honey trap. They could not have found a better woman for the honey trap. It's like, please put her on. Please, please put her in front of the camera more. Please, please. Yes, she was. I don't. That woman was stunning. Um, but it was. There was nothing about it that was. You know, we all knew how it was going to end up. Himmet Singh being the brilliant, three steps ahead guy, and then and then they had the great tie-in at the very end, like you mentioned. He replayed a conversation and he realizes that one of his agents is in trouble. It explains uh, why he's with his wife today it the woman that he married and the, his daughter who's not his daughter it explains all of those things so we have a better understanding i have to admit when i first saw season one i didn't think he had this the like he didn't i don't remember i remember thinking that the relationship with the his wife quote unquote was not particularly loving well, it seemed it seemed a bit different it seemed a bit distant now we know why um did they, did, you know, did they look back and go, God, that performance was pretty wooden between the two of them. We need to write an explanation for, or did they know all along that, that, that there was a twist and that they did, it wasn't a love. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but. I think, I think Neeraj Pandey, who's written the story as well, uh, along with his other writers, uh, is a very thorough filmmaker. He Fair enough. He wouldn't put a character on screen if he doesn't have the backstory right. Fair enough. So. Okay. I'm pretty sure they when when they thought of um thought of Himmet Singh as a character, all this was already in place. His background story, his character arc was already in place. Why he was the way he was, he already knew it, but they sure. might not have written the detailed story. Got it. Well, I, I mean, if especially if the character, if it's such an intricate, you know, this is a this is a thinking spy. This is a this is an analyst first not a not a soldier right so so you you can't just with a with a soldier character you could just plop him in the you know just dr drop him into a it's place with a machine gun and he just you know mows everyone down and takes care of business if this is a, a thoughtful uh analytic strategic. person you've strategic, strategic exactly yeah. then you've got to have all that stuff planned out pretty well otherwise it's mm -hmm. gonna your script is gonna really fall apart but um i don't know i mean i enjoyed it i it, it it was a it was a fun four episodes they went pretty quickly there were no real surprises i was not blown away with the crazy storytelling but i enjoyed every minute of it i enjoyed the you know the 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 figuring things out and the you know the good guy and the bad guy and the weird locales and the you know the, the abandoned tank factory in kiev okay 
they just show up there you know oh my i, I was a little surprised when he ended up uh, when uh what's his name uh, maninder ended up shooting karishma the uh the honey trapper the honey pot lady that was a that was a slight surprise like oh he's oh we're doing that now he's he's finally getting rid of all, all the excess baggage and going alone um, but really, other than that, there weren't really many surprises. It was just a fun show with an interest, you know, and you learn something about him at Singh. Absolutely. Um, I think um, I think what I really liked the most was uh, the actors. Aftab Shivdasani was back on screen after a very long time. Hadn't seen him on screen for a very long time. But him and KK Menon, actually, I wasn't too sure if an actor, like, you know, if somebody could stand up to an actor like KK Menon, uh, in his own right, but uh, in his role as v Vijay, Aftab Shiv, Shiv Dasani does, and he, he, he holds his own, yeah. and they in, in their scenes together, there's this warmth, and you know, there's this, you, you know, these guys know each other for a long time, and you don't feel, you, you don't feel any, anything amiss in their scenes together, and it's very well done, by the way. Um, I thought the antagonist, Manender, played by Adil Khan, who's a another great actor, a new actor, but I've seen him in other movies, and I thought he could have been a little more brutal. But you know, I, I missed I, more. I, I missed, yeah, okay. I missed the evil, evil guy because he's too good looking to be evil. I, you know, maybe they, <laughs> he, maybe they should give him a, a star guy. or two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I think that there could he could have been a little more bloody. It, it would have made it would have made even though I liked VJ and I was I was really upset that Menender killed him. It would have if he had been more evil. It would have made that the 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 scene where uh, Hemet kills him on the plane. It would have made that more satisfying. Instead, it it, it I mean it, it was like okay the just, bad guy got it. Just a couple of scars. He's a yeah. pretty boy. Just a couple of scars when yeah. you hurt him, but. You know. Yeah, and a little more blood on his hands, right? A little more, a little more evil to watch. Because when you strangle someone, that's a very specific kind of killing, right? And that's a like if you really hate the person being killed, like if you really, if I, it would have been so much more satisfying to watch that an evil person just get slowly get the life yeah, slowly he, he strangled out of him. Too pretty to come across. Too pretty too evil. and not and not that evil, right? He was he was evil light, right? I mean, yeah, you had to respect the guy who was getting tortured by Serbian paramilitary forces, and then he manages to get, you know, get loose, and and then he trades a he trades his uh, uh the garret for a, a knife, for a gun, for a machine gun. I mean, he was yeah, he yeah, was that, that progression. Yeah, actually, that that's a symbolic symbolic entire. You know, he he actually uh, it it shows the way he became evil. As as he picks up different weapons, right? <laughs> but those guys were yes, true. But those guys were also evil. So I mean, I, your point is very well taken. That he could have been, he could have been uglier, and he could have been, he could have had more blood on his hands. And I think that would have made the killing more satisfying. I've never seen anyone killed in first class. By the way, that was that was a nice touch. Yeah, and you know how he laced the drink before he killed him. I really like that scene because you didn't know what to expect. You you knew he was going to do something, but you and I we can guess what he was trying. What, what he I wasn't do, sure. Ultimately. I wasn't sure if he was going to follow him into the bathroom or, you know, yeah. use the coffee went, pot or you know. When he went to the bathroom, I was like, oh, bathroom killing. Oh, you know, because because those are scenes we the, watched before, yeah. <laughs> but we've never seen a scene like that. And let's not give that scene away. But we've never seen a scene like that. Uh, somebody getting killed 
on a plate like, like that. that right? Yeah, no, so, it was. So it here, was... originality strikes, but uh, but but yeah, I think I think uh, the show, uh, the cinematography was really good. I mean, it was mm -hmm. slick. Um, this the, some of the shots were terrific. Even I mean, some of the aerial shots were were like. Mm. great and they, they made good use of height in some of the shots yeah. remember that scene where where when this guy's watching them go uh through his binoc binoculars and uh, the oh, hotel yeah. front yeah 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 that was good that, that was, was good so james bondish and i'm like oh my god james bond james bond james bond right i'm watching you oh but you're watching me you're watching there was like, me Look, there was the, yeah totally was yeah and 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 I literally i i just um I, I thought the background score was pretty effective but it wasn't over the top mm. um um yeah the, i think i think the strength of the show was uh, kk menon and the rest of the uh, character uh, characters who very well cast very well acted it rests on the shoulder shoulders of really good um, really good actors and nobody can defeat kk menon i mean the, the guy's too cool yeah, he's cool. extremely cool and he's always he's always ahead and but really really for me the best um i i sincerely enjoyed whenever those those tense moments would happen or there would be a question mark they would cut back to the interview and we, as the as the as the audience embodied by these two guys, would you know they would ask a question, and it would it would allow everything to keep moving. If you had any questions, you'd be like, "All right, hold on, I'll answer that in a minute." Or in order to understand that, we need to do so. It was it was there was a rhythm to it, and there was in case any of you are lost, which I don't know why you would be because it you know, but in case any of you are lost, here's what's going on, and here's what you need to understand, and and we're just going to guide your hand through the whole thing. It was great. And it was a little complicated, like the actual, the actual details of the honey trap and the, and the, and the, the naval officer and why Men Meninder was all of a sudden the bad guy and who he was selling information to and the, the CIA agent who was a character but never even showed up on the screen. It does, you know, like a lot of espionage movies, it does get a little complicated. If you're not paying attention, th that, that narrator uh, audience interaction thing is helpful, right? Like if you're not 100% sure of what's going on, they would keep you on a string pulling you through the story. So it was, that part was, uh, that was great. I thought it was a lot of fun. So we're highly recommending 1.5. Highly recommending, yes. Especially, and you know, what's great about this is if you have didn't watch season one and you, and you think, well, it's only four episodes and some of them are kind of short, I'll give it a shot. If you're interested, if this gets your attention, watch 1.5, then watch season one. Season two's coming out soon. Check that out. So Brilliant. I can't wait for season two. Just no, can't. I can't either. Yeah. Because I know we're going back to Tucker. The oh, right. The guy with abs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, there, he did. He did. He, he did recruit some exceedingly good looking agents. He really did. And, and that villain. Oh, my God. Adil Khan. Okay, the guy who kind of okay. looks like Steve Jobs. Does he? Does he? I think he kind of does. Did she just say a villain who she goes, "Wow, that villain," and then you go, hey, "The guy who looks hey, like Steve Jobs." You know, like you know this girl. Steve Jobs, and they're like, "If I say good wow, looking, Steve you're gonna Chubbs. fall for them very soon." You and I, I both know that. Okay, not, but he just described him as looking like Steve Jobs. No, so, no, 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 no. I, I think he did. I, I, I may be misremembering, but I think he did. In fact, I think I mentioned this in season one. 
that he kind of looked like Steve Jobs. Who? Uh, 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 what was his name? Akil Khan? Akil Khan wasn't in season one. Well, he's thinking about someone else. Who's so. Okay, who am I talking about? Meninder. Meninder. No, I'm not talking about Meninder. All right, so we're going to have to cut oh, this. Oh, you're, you're talking about per, uh, the guy the guy from the government. I, I think I'm talking Parmeet, about Akhil. Parmeet Akhil. I'm pretty sure I'm talking about Akhil Khan because he had a little, little, oh, okay. Well. Okay, well, <laughs> let's not. All right. Anyway. All right. So anyway. we're highly recommended, recommending it. And this is streaming on Hulu for a change. Hulu uploaded it in time. So thank you, Hulu, for being on time for a change. And let's see how your track record goes now from here on. We've been ranting about Hulu quite a bit. Hi, guys. I'm Kriti Karbanda, and you're listening to me on DC's Live. Download Z5 right now and watch all the period releasing on the 23rd of July. Can't wait to hear what you have to say, so do tag us on social media and tell us your feedback. Daisy's.live, this is Scott, and I'm here with Shreya and Maral, and we just got done praising Special Ops 1.5. Uh, it was good. It was, uh, it was a very interesting backstory for him at Sing. It's a nice little teaser, getting ready to go into season two. Uh, check it out. And now we turn to, uh, what is this? What are we turning to? Because I didn't watch it. And I don't think, Shreya, did you watch it? Nope. Nope. Well, it's so, a new action thriller called Squad. Squad. Which on, uh, yeah, it released on Z5 this past weekend. Is it, is it AOC and, and, and Miss Presley and them fighting back against... Senator not that Gil. not that squad it oh, is okay yeah. <laughs> okay just checking just checking because they've been in the news you know there's been there's been some talk about you know there's been some inappropriate videos made and things and i just thought maybe they were fighting back oh i wish they would but uh, <laughs> <laughs> apparently this movie is not about them it's it's about a a group of uh, special forces in the indian army that uh, have the job of securing the safety of a cyborg child. Whoa, so... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, all right. Now, I was just joking around, just being silly, and then you not come joking. back at me with that. I am not joking. This is the story. Can you say that again, please, for the people in the back? Because I... I... Do that again, please. Really? You yeah, want no, me to I'm say serious. That, say that please ridiculous do. thing again? Well, please this do. Is, this is the story of... A group of special forces, a team of special forces called Nero, and they have the job of securing the life of a cyborg child um, who apparently has a blueprint for robotic uh, people to be recreated. So, of course, of course, genetic right. evolution. So, um, it is, uh, you know, despite the team despite the fact that oh it might be the first cyborg kind of movie being made said this is a predictable concoction of puffed up patriotism and the action sequences are pretty predictable um there's too many cliche cliches uh down down the road in this movie um it's written directed produced by a gentleman called nilish zajida sahai and it marks the debut of um, Rinzing Denzongpa. Rinzing Denzongpa is actor Danny Denzongpa's son. And while growing up, 
Danny Denzompa was the coolest villain in town, but his son seems to bring kind of a, you know, he's hulkish. He's he's like this low energy action star. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. All right. So, um, so having said that, this movie is um, is um, it's about securing an abducted kid who's a secret uh, who's key to a secret cyborg mission of the Indian government. Um, once formulated by a scientist, um, of course, uh, the national uh, emergency response operative is the team. Uh, it's called Nero, and it's headed by. Um, uh, an officer um, called Nandini Rajput, who's really Pooja Batra back. Uh, this is her. Uh, uh, this is a comeback story. This is a comeback movie. She hasn't acted in some time, and now she's back as uh, a officer of the Nero. Uh, and uh, the entire squad has other members, but none of the characters are developed at all. In fact, the characters and the main people are also not developed at all. So. Um, whereas, you know, uh, the story is predictable, uh, it misses um, a lot of rooting factors that would make you feel something for the people in the story. Um, you know, the, the disgruntled special agent who's, who's part of the mission, he's, um, he, he's had a failed mission in Kashmir before that, and he's been mourning that failed mission to the effect that uh, when he's called back for this mission, he's kind of not ready for it. But but having said that, if you are a special agent, you're mentally supposed to be tougher than, you know, just that. But having said that, the character is not well developed. Uh, it's not written well. Uh, the, the movie uh, comes across as very, it, it, you know what's going to happen next. It's all cliched. It's, uh, it's, um, it just misses uh, the point altogether. Um, it tries to bank on rinsing and Zonpa's, you know, tough looks, but um, but somehow down down the line, um, it's just uh, rinsing slow walks through fireworks at terrace camps, and you know he slow walks through fight sequences. I mean, there's hardly any bodily movement from him while he's doing those fight sequences he's um he's he could be a daisy terminator <laughs> but but for uh, if if you watched bollywood movies and you've seen the agility of for example rithik roshan in war or an akshay kumar in uh, suryavanshi or a tiger shroff in Bhagi or vidya jamwal in in the movie that, that we just uh, reviewed a few weeks back um, Rinzing just doesn't fit into an action star, even though he's kind of projected as an action star. Um, so, so from that point of view, Rinzin totally disappoints. Um, um, he has a few lines, and somehow it's just uh, you know this entire plot of um, getting cyborgs. You know they call. They're half human, half android, according to the movie. And then there's Pooja Batras again. She's almost expressionless through the movie. Uh, she's doing most of the talking. Most of the dialogues come to her and with another male colleague who's a good actor, by the way. But but um, it's just, 
it's just back and forth of dialogues without any expressions, no backstory, just a mission to rescue this kid. And even if it's just a mission to rescue this kid, you feel nothing because the actors don't bring any any loot to the table at all. Uh, Malvika Raj, who we know as a, she she actually debuted as a child star in a Shahrukh Khan movie, playing uh, playing the younger Pooh. If you know who Pooh is, everybody knows who Pooh Poo is. So she played the younger Pooh in that movie, Kabi Kushi Kabi Gum. Um, she's this is her debut as a grown-up star now it's really not a debut movie but it's her debut as a grown-up star um there's nothing she has she she's again a part of the squad she has a romantic track and a dance number both of both of which are literally you know I don't know why they're in the movie in the first place uh, the movie doesn't have enough story to really assimilate a romantic track within it, especially with, with a guy who, who's actually acting like an android. <laughs> like literally, instead of the little kid, it should have been this guy who should have been <laughs> rinsing Denzopa, who should have been this cyborg because he acts like one, literally. Wow. Um, and, and literally, I mean, I, I just didn't understand the movie in the end with the fight sequences. Of course, the fight sequences are amazingly choreographed. It's it's shot um, also somewhere in Eastern Europe, of course. And, uh, you know, the entire slickness of scenes and everything, but it just fails putting a story together. There's no story at the back of those scenes. It's just mindless fight sequences where even the guy who's supposed to be fighting is is like walking through the fight scenes. It's like so you would, as if somebody's say, dragging him through through the fight scenes, like you know, Terminator. They see Terminator. Wow. So you would say it's in many respects the opposite of Special Ops One Point Five, which had an intricate but very well planned out, well executed story. I don't understand any. I did not understand any of the characters at wow. all. Okay. So. Squad, um, which is streaming on um, on Z5, is actually one of the few disappointments that I had from Z5 this year. Um, the other other movies have been we've, we've reviewed them and they come out really strong, but um, this sketchy plot and just a movie based on you know quality of action sequences and that also the cinematography, not the act, real action. Um, there are some great hand-to-hand combat sequences. There, there's, you know, choppers shooting down military vehicles and um, kidnappings. Not, nothing comes across as, you know, valid legend. You know what I mean? Hmm. Hmm. Difficult to establish any kind of connection with, with the characters, with the story. There's just, it Truly. just feels like it's just a bunch of things that happen. It was highly painful. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Okay, wow. Namaste, everybody. Hello, this is comedian Rajiv Sabyal, and you're listening to me on Live. Live. this is Scott, and I'm here with Shreya and Moral. And uh, Moral just got done panning squad. Sounds like it was a, 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 a difficult watch. Um, double thumbs down single thumbs down avoid at all costs what would you how would you say avoid avoid at all costs don't sit on the couch and look at your thumbs rather than watch this movie 
yeah, you might as well not watch. You just go for a walk. <laughs> Honestly, okay. take a break. <laughs> take a break. Turn your turn your TV off. Turn your phone off. All right. Um, wow. Okay. So this was a we had a we had a good mix today. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, uh, I, I hope all of you have a great week, and I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, everyone. I'm Scott. I'm Iran. And I'm Shreya. Take care, everyone. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye, then. Hands up.